What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 10 of Take Your Pick. Uh, my last episode recording in Illinois. I moved to Iowa on Friday. Dang, cool. Counting down the days, I know, right? Yeah. Going to be started a little bit apartment. Started the podcast in Illinois, taking it to, to Iowa. Keeping it in the it central over. time zone, though. Yeah. I, I'm going to have to change the time zone, you know. I'll be an hour ahead, but, you know, we'll figure stuff out. Yeah, I was just in what uh, I was just in Grandview Beach, Grand Beach, Michigan, the other like past weekend. Uh, oh, yeah. It's right on the border of Central and Eastern, so you could drive down the street, and all of a sudden my clock changes to like from ten o'clock <laughs> to eleven. It was the most obnoxious thing ever. So, it was a nice oh, yeah. place, but just oh yeah, I don't cool. know I why. Forgot. Just figure it out. You need to have like I don't know. We were right on the border of it, I guess. So it was just kind of weird. So you'd have to call you for did. a dinner reservation like an hour ahead. You want dinner at six? You call for seven. Yeah, you've so. been uh, you've been pretty active recently. You've been uh, oh, hold on. I'm sorry, I don't know if you could hear that. I'm getting a call, but uh, yeah, Coop, you've been pretty busy recently. You know, we've been oh, traveling. That's why. Yeah, I know. That's what I wanted to bring up because you know it's been kind of hard to record because you know me and Coop have both been traveling, but uh, we both went to Colorado recently, and we both went whitewater rafting. So I wanted to. I haven't talked to you about your experience with that. I, oh, I, I like it. I like it. We're going to stay off sports for a hot second. Yeah. <laughs> um, which kind of whitewater rafting did you do? This is the first time I'm hearing about this, by the way. Yeah. So, like, what do you mean? What uh, Was it the uh, AVA water rafting thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. Okay. Um, yeah. Did you have to have, like, a whole, like, was it, like, this weird curly-haired guy with glasses that was giving you guys the rundown about like everything that was going on how you might die water rafting i mean i'm sure they all look the same you know yeah the, I, I don't know if it was the same guy but it was some dude that had you know long hair you know he was like dude you know they're probably they're probably all the same but they're definitely all them. guys that um live like right in the mountains and they smoke a lot of weed and i guarantee it oh yeah i mean they live for that stuff my guide so so when you go whitewater rafting, first of all, for all the listeners out there, highly recommend it. Great experience. Completely agree. 10 out of 10. Yes. So fun. But the, uh, wow. Um, as I'm speaking, I'm watching the Sixers game in the background and Ben Simmons just shot a three. He missed, but uh, he did shoot. Yeah. I just want to throw that in there. <laughs> but uh, anyways, my guide was talking about how, you know, he's been there for a year in Colorado, but before that he was doing. Uh, like whitewater rafting and all this stuff down in Alaska for three years. And he said he loves it out in, in Colorado, but it was an awesome experience. So for me, um, we started out like, did they talk to you about how, like the difficulty of the river you were going down? Yes. So what level of difficulty did you do? So I think he said, I mean, it depends on like the place and it can go up to like five or six. And I think he said six means it's like, you just can't, like it's you can't even go down because it's that dangerous. I think it was like a three or four. Um, Level three is it, what I remember. Yeah, that we went down. It wasn't too difficult, but the funny thing was, Coop. Like, so we started out in the beginning, and my group was like, we were chilling. You know, we were, you know, did they give you the commands like forward? Oh two yeah, you gotta, you gotta do um the <laughs> back left, back to forward, back to, lean in, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I was in the front with my dad, you know, we were on the same page, you know, we were kind of chilling for like the first uh, couple miles. I think we did 10 miles, which was a lot. 
Um, that is a lot. Yeah. They said eight, they said eight to 10 miles, but like for the first couple of miles we were chilling, like it wasn't, the rapids weren't too bad. We were just kind of coasting down and then it started to hail. Like it was absolutely pouring. And at that point I was like freezing. I was already sore from being in the front and having to paddle. And like the last mile and mile and a half, like it was hailing, it was pouring and it was like terrible. But I loved it because I felt like you got the whole experience whitewater rafting, you know? Yeah, you, you feel like you're in a movie when you're doing that. You feel like yeah. you're on like an <laughs> adventure, like Indiana Jones kind of. Yeah, like it can't be too easy, you know? That's And that's what they were saying. They're like, I mean, you can't really plan for nature like that. So I, I felt like I got the whole ex- experience, you know? I, I felt so outdoorsy. <laughs> yeah, that's different than but mine. Was- I went on like a 90-degree sunny day, and I'm wearing this full wetsuit. And it's yeah. steaming hot, but the the cold water felt pretty good. Did they tell you it that the water nice. was uh, like melted snow running off the mountain into the into the creek thing? Oh no, they didn't say that. Oh well, that was what our guide told me. It Which, was kind of cool. It was cool on our day, so we didn't have to wear wetsuits though. Oh, huh. I don't know. Weird. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah how, that how did was, Brady handle it? He did fine. He was in a different boat than me, but uh, oh, really, I mean, he seemed like he liked it, but. I mean, yeah, that was the first time I did whitewater rafting, and it was so fun. That's good. I like it. Yeah. But, yeah, that's why, you know, it's been hard for us to record because, you know, me and Coop are out there doing big things. Pretty adventurous. So, (laughs) Strictly whitewater rafting. We've been doing it every single day. (laughs) Yeah. But I would definitely do it again. I I was talking to my dad because my dad does it all the time, and uh, I would bump it up. I'd try a a four- or five-level river. Like, I thought it was – easy but i mean obviously i went with my family it'd be different if you know i went with people that were really into it you know mm-hmm. yeah no i agree I, I said the same thing i wanted to move up the difficulty too after i yeah it. but yeah and then uh i did whitewater rafting and then i went on this uh bike ride through garden of the gods in colorado um right by boulder so i mean colorado is a great place i can't see myself living there you know but uh it was really nice. Yeah, I could. I I liked it a lot. I also went to this breakfast place called Snooze. It has the greatest egg Benedict I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Wait, so were you in? Good. Were you in the Denver area? At yeah, all? Uh, our hotel was in downtown Denver. Okay, we were in Colorado Springs mostly, and then we went to Boulder for a couple days. Yeah, Boulder's really nice. We, I looked at the mm-hmm. campus, uh, University of Colorado. It's gorgeous. Yeah, we walked we walked around on campus. Really nice. Football stadium's huge too. I know. I really like how nice football stadium. I like how nice the I like the like stone finish of the uh, yeah. outdoor like or like the outer part of the stadium. It's really nice. Yeah, and it's weird because on the field, um, there's kind of like a a dome around the field. So then in the corners, it's kind of like is it like Mizzou's field? How it's like that inclined plane. Yeah. At the end, so yeah, it does that exactly. around the whole Colorado field. Mm-hmm. So I've never seen that before, but it was a cool stadium. It's really cool. Yeah, I, I liked yeah. it a lot. There's oh, our. So you you visited Colorado too, like the university? Yeah, we like walked around campus and stuff. Yeah, very nice. Really campus. nice. Mm-hmm. All right, that's our vacation review. <laughs> <laughs> that that's was actually unplanned. Which yeah, is, I mean that's that's just why we haven't. You know, there's been trug- struggling to record and stuff, you know. Yeah. The timing's just been off. That's all that is. It's yeah. We're good. We're back. We um, made it work, yeah. A lot's happened in the last two weeks though. Sports are like 
actually back now. Like yeah, every single day. Back back. Yeah. We got hockey games at 11 o'clock. We got basketball games at one thirty. Mm-hmm. baseball games every single day. It's not stopping. So a little bit normal. Yeah. That's good to see. I mean, I love it. I mean, as long as we have something, I don't care if I miss games because they're starting at 12 o'clock, you know, mm-hmm. I'll, ta- exactly. I'll take anything, you know? Yeah. So, so. we're going to start, let's start talking to MLB. MLB is mm-hmm. the one that's going on the longest so far. Um, our two yep. teams are like two of the best teams in the MLB right now. Oh yeah. Love to see it. Um, Cubs are hot right now. Cubs are hot. Craig Kimbrell sucks. Let's start off with yeah. That. Okay, um, yeah. The, the Cubs are really good. Um, yes. Their lineup, which is they're playing their well. First five batters of their lineups always been stacked. And, yeah. You know, putting up runs as they should be, but um, when it comes to their bullpen, their bullpen's been below average. I'll say that. But mm-hmm. you know, they're still nine and two in argue. the games. The only issue is if the bullpen – I mean, I'm not going to say the entire bullpen because they have some good pitchers in there. It's really yeah. one guy. It's it's a closer. Craig Kimball. Yeah, he's, he's Kimball. been yeah. absolutely lost. I mean, I can't tell you – I've been following more Cubs games than I have in the past this year. And the number of times where, like, I'll check the score, I'll be watching the game, they go up like four or five runs, and I'm like, all right, you know, they're just going to close it. And I stop watching. I keep checking the scorecast. And, like, there's been three or four games where they've almost they've only won by one run because they almost blow the lead in the eighth or ninth. Yeah, so like, they did that last night too. Exactly. So we're, we're, we're recording this on Wednesday afternoon. Last night, Tuesday night, they're playing the Royals, and it was a it was a five two game going to the bottom of the ninth or top of the mm-hmm. ninth. And uh, Craig Kimber comes in and immediately lets up two runs, and then they send in yeah. uh, lefty. Um, I forgot his name. Uh, his last name was Ryan. I forgot it. I forgot his first name. But, yeah. um, you know, it, it wasn't even credited to be his run, but Kimball had a guy on – left with a guy on first. I think he stole the next two bases. There was two outs. And um, I think it was 5-4 at the time. And um, barely got him out. And it yeah. was just like a, you know, catching your breath. And winning like a tie relief at that point. You can't – like, it's like they just want to make it interesting, you know. You can't just have a, a safe win. And our offense is hot right now. I think we were – I saw a stat. I think the Cubs are, like, leading the league in, in runs or they're up there. They're but, definitely uh, up there. Um, I mean, Rizzo has been playing well. Contreras has been playing really well. Rizzo has uh, been Chris, playing very well, yeah. Chris Bryant has been the only one that has been underwhelmed, underwhelming so far, but he's been, like – he's been out with sickness and stuff. Yeah, he had a – I think he had diarrhea. I'm dead serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at least like, he's not phenomenal issues. <laughs> so, it wasn't um, it wasn't coronavirus. So that's the only good. Yeah, thing. I'll take that. And one <laughs> player that's been playing really well that I'm starting to fall in love with is Ian Happ. He's, he's been, been uh, good. Yeah, he's been playing really well, and he's been streaking in the past. So I mean, hopefully, he can keep it up. Well, offense is looking well. Pitching's you know not bad. Like when Quintana, I don't even know if I said his name right. Quintana, when he comes back, I don't even know if he's going to be in the rotation because Mills has been pitching really well. Mm-hmm. Um. Hendricks, Lester. The only problem is we just we can't close games. Like we need we need to roll this back. A roll this. A roll this. Like we just need a, that that closer that can just come in and just end the game. You know. Here's my opinion. So I watched the eighth inning last night when uh, I think it was Jeremy Jeffress came in. Uh, lights out in the eighth inning. 
I again, I haven't watched. That was the first time I ever saw him pitch, but the stuff he had, I think that should be the closer. He was yeah, really I mean, good in that eighth inning, and I he mean, went Kimball's up against Merrifield and uh, Jorge Soler, two of their best hitters. Mm-hmm. So that's my opinion on the Cubs. Um, but again, they're nine and two. They're yeah. two and a half games up of the second place team, which I think is Cincinnati right now. And mm-hmm. I don't know. The Cubs look fine. If they can figure out the bullpen, which is weird that they're nine and two, and we're still talking, we're like emphasizing the one issue that they have. They're still a very good team that they've always had. Yeah, yeah, they've had that for a couple years now. Yeah, um, but yeah, they're in good shape though, especially I mean, yeah, with the six winning games. Teams. You know exactly, and and the good thing is, I don't see who else is going to compete in that division too, because Brewers look trash. Yelich is like Chris play. really bad. He's batting like Probably. below a hundred. <laughs> uh, I saw some statistic. I don't know what, which one it was because baseball has just so many different statistics, but mm-hmm. statistically like Yelich was the worst player in the league so far. He's, he's really close to that right now. <laughs> so, and the Cardinals like can't even play games. They're out of the mix. So, I mean the reds, I'm not even worried. So yeah. And the I pirates mean, it, are terrible too. They're like two and nine. Yeah. It's really the Cubs division to lose, but it's, it's I mean, absolutely the Cubs division to lose right now. But if they want to, you know, go far in the playoffs, they need to find that closer, you know. Mm-hmm. That's we'll for see. sure. But to but switch it to my the team, Twins, they've been looking good too. I think they they both have the same record right now, right? Same nine record right now. I think we're both nine and two. Um, the Twins will look good. Um, again, our schedule is very weak going up the next two weeks. We have. Uh, two series apiece against the Royals and Brewers. Yeah. And we are finishing off a four-game series. We're actually going to Pittsburgh today, playing them tonight. Um, I mean, Cubs have had an easy schedule too, so. Yeah. But we – what's most impressive, in my opinion, is the fact that our bullpen last year, which was weirdly top 10 in ERA, but they blew a lot of leads because I watched every single game last year, and they – I was always nervous when they went to the bullpen. (laughs) Now I'm a lot more comfortable, which is surprising because yeah. our bullpen has been very good. Um, and actually, even going a little bit deeper than that, um, we played a four-game series at home against the Cleveland Indians just this past weekend, and we only allowed five runs in that entire series, and we lost one game. That one game was to probably the Cy Young in the AL right now and Shane Bieber. That guy is an, an absolute yeah. Terror. He is, his worst outing of the year last night, and he let up, what, two earned runs, probably like 110 pitches in eight innings. Uh, he's been lights out. Yeah. And uh, the bats are still doing exactly what they're supposed to do. I mean, yeah, um, your offense is – I mean, that's not a problem. Yeah. It's everybody kind of like, kinda like about, the Cubs, you know. Yeah. Everybody likes to talk about how the Yankees hit so many homers last year. The Twins have the record for most home runs in a season in MLB history, and it was last year. Yeah. So we can true. still we can keep up with anybody when it comes to hitting. Um yeah, we we still got like a two game lead. I think the White Sox have been pretty good as of late. Yeah. I mean it's, Yeah, they started off slow. Mm-hmm. I mean our first pitch of the year that we saw was a home run from Max Kepler. So that kind of set the tone, <laughs> at least for me, to expect to win every single game. I mean, that's obviously an exaggeration. But yeah. we've looked good and my ex, my what I always say. A lot of people say the AL Central is weak because they have the Royals and Tigers. Um, good teams are supposed to beat bad teams, and as long as we keep doing yeah. that, I'll feel fine. 
That's true. So yeah. you got to be who you're supposed to be. Yeah. Um, I'm a fan of that. I mean, nine and two, <laughs> both of us. World Series. Yeah, we're both in good shape. I mean, I'll World see. Series I, matchup. I'd see you in the World Series. But I've been watching <laughs> what's tough for you guys. I mean, the Dodgers obviously are a tough team to beat in the NL. Mm-hmm. But the I've been watching the Yankees, and they look scary. I think – I mean, Aaron Judge is probably the MVP right now. Aaron Judge, I would give him the MVP. He I, is I would be surprised monster. if he loses the MVP at this point with the way he's going. He's leading the league in RBIs. He's already got Seriously. six homers. And, and weren't just, they in like six straight games too? Yeah, I mean, he's and, just – I mean. Clutch. He's already got. I don't, I don't know if it was a walk off, but it was a game leading home run too. He went a home run in the bottom of the eighth. Clutch. The uh, Red Sox on Sunday night. And the scary thing is, right after that, you know, if you happen to get him out, then you got Stanton coming up. Right, like they're literally just back to back. It's they're going to be a scary team. Well, yeah. You you start off. You go DJ Lemayhu, who is a really good. Uh, batter when it comes to on-base percentage. He's also a very good fielder. Then I think Judge bats two, Stanton bats three, and then you have to go with, like, Glaber Torres and Gio mm-hmm. Urshela. I mean, there's really not a whole lot of stopping when it comes to their batting lineup either. Yeah. And obviously Garrett Cole's on the team this year who was really, yeah. really good in the postseason last year with the Astros. Mm-hmm. So, that's I mean, they're 8-1 and one right now. They're – they don't seem to be slowing down anytime soon either. Yeah. I mean, I can see them and it seems like them and the Dodgers are the favorites, obviously. I mean, those are the super teams, but Mm -hmm. I would love to see, you know, the Cubs and twins, you know, pull some upsets and meet each other in the world series, but that's a long way to go. We've lost the twins have lost 13 straight (laughs) postseason. It's, it's, I just hope this, if there was any year that they could break that mold, which I'm assuming there probably won't be fans in this entire season, which mm-hmm. I'm over that fact by now. I'm just going to deal with it. Yeah. It's not even that bad. You know, they have the, the fan noises. So, I mean, it, they figured it out. Kind of also, like it. Yeah. The players are still like emotionally into it, whether or not the fans are there. Yeah. So they're still, you know, putting on a show knowing that there are a million oh, yeah. people at home watching. Yeah. And I'd have to say, probably the highlight of the baseball season so far for me at least uh kind of want to transition into this since we're talking about baseball was the joe kelly and astros incident which was just hilarious to watch but like respect to joe kelly and the suspension i mean everyone's tweeting out the astros don't get a suspension for cheating in the world series and joe kelly gets a suspension for throwing behind and taunting the players like he didn't even say much. He just kind of made a frowny face and stuck his tongue out, which is yeah. So- he gave him the pouty face, and uh, <laughs> so I watched that entire sequence. I watched it on a replay. Um, he his first three pitches to Bregman were nowhere near the plate. He yeah. couldn't find anything. He's like, if I'm gonna walk him, I'm gonna walk him like really bad. So he just yeah. threw it right at him. Which he's was- an actual psycho too. Oh, Joe Kelly's gotten in fights Joe before. Kelly. He he got yeah. in a fight with the Yankees in 2018. He's, he's entertaining, man. Oh, he's so entertaining. And then um, – And he's got the rec specs. Respect to that. Yeah, he's got like the <laughs> – uh, if you remember Eric Gagne back in the day yeah. on the Dodgers, he has those. The goggles, those baby. Specs. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was hilarious, though. He's He's the hero we all needed. Yeah. So he's still serving that suspension right now, right? I believe so. He appealed it. Um. 
I haven't seen if he lost the appeal. I'm assuming he did. I mean, he's a mm-hmm. bullpen guy, so losing him for eight games isn't necessarily that bad. But if you do the math, I mean, that's almost 20 games equivalent to 162, which is a pretty big yeah. suspension in comparison to what the Astros players have done. With yeah, banging on trash I mean, games. Like, I mean, that's it doesn't make sense. And I don't know. I mean, they knew like stuff like that was going to come too. Yeah, like it's almost like it's almost like the MLB is like protecting the Astros. Like what? Exactly. You're just defending guys that blatantly cheated in the game. Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. And I don't know if you saw on Instagram like the very next day, Joe Joe Kelly posted a picture of like him and his three kids. But he photoshopped uh, the faces of like Bregman, Correa, and Altuve on them. That's so. And the good. captain was the captain was like the Conor McGregor quote is like I'd like to take this time to apologize to absolutely nobody. It's so. I good. respect it. I respect it so much. I, yeah, I'm a fan I mean, of Joe Kelly now. Oh, everybody's a fan of Joe Kelly. <laughs> yeah. Get that guy. Get that guy back out of his suspension. He deserves yeah. nothing. And then, uh, one more thing I want to talk about with the MLB is. I guess in comparison to the other leagues, they have been handling this. The I mean, the COVID situation terribly. Not um, good. And then uh, not, not good. I mean, the whole Marlins and Cardinals situation is. Yeah, and then it's just ridiculous. And then Rob Manfred comes out and says, like, if if cases keep coming up and like things get worse, then I'm canceling the season. Yeah, but like. It's he's, it, not, he's the commissioner, and he was the one that started it. <laughs> exactly. And clearly the guidelines, which, I mean, I, from what it sounds like, players aren't really following it. Rumors yeah. are uh, Marlins players went to a casino. Cardinals players were going out to the bars. Exactly. I mean, they're putting it all on the players and expecting them to be responsible, which is like, I mean, okay, they're grown men. They should be responsible. But, I mean, if you're looking at all the other leagues, like, you have to – take some precautions you know you can't mm-hmm. just put on the players and that's why you can see like some teams are really taking it seriously like the other night when the cubs javi hit a walk off and you know celebrating they all came out and they were all six feet apart doing like air high fives yeah, to and, each other and the other night yeah my team too nelson cruz hit a walk off on sunday uh what was it sunday night against uh no monday night against the pirates and yeah. they did the same thing they were just kind of like air fiving each other it was it was yeah. really it looks corny but if you need to Prove that you're showing, like, you know, taking the guidelines seriously. You got to yeah. do it. It's better so. to be safe than sorry. I mean, look at the Marlins are just like, they're just in shambles right now. The same with the Cardinals, too. Here's the so. good news, though. The Marlins are back playing. Yeah. So that's I did one positive. That. And then last night, I heard on the Cubs broadcast that the Cardinals were approved to travel today. So they should be back playing by tomorrow, hopefully. So. Uh, one thing I'm surprised that the recovery was that quick, but yeah. they're getting tested every day. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure they're getting the negatives, you know, the rapid tests, all that stuff, and knowing right away that they're going to be safe to play. So mm-hmm. hopefully that was just a scare. And yeah, and now now they're going to learn, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, comparing how the MLB has handled it compared to, I mean, the NBA and the NHL where – both of those leagues are in the bubble, right? The NHL's in yeah, the bubble? Yeah, so the NHL's in Canada right now. The um, mm-hmm. Eastern Conference, I believe, is in Toronto, and the Western Conference is in Edmonton. And they've both been handling it pretty well. Yeah. Um, zero positive tests out of, I think it was 7,000 
people that are in both bubbles combined. When it yeah, comes that's to good. Players and staff members, so that's good. It's proving mm-hmm. that if you put everybody in a bubble and nobody with the virus has it, just basically it's disappeared. And every, like they're still mm-hmm. going to wear a mask and like all that stuff, but yeah, the the risk is very low, which and is a very I, good thing. I haven't watched any NHL games, but do you know if like because I know in the MLB the umpire is behind and you can see he's wearing a mask under his you know protection shield. Like are the are the NHL refs you know wearing a mask or like have they changed anything about the stadium really? Um, I haven't watched the like, game yet. Other than like the stands and like the video screens that are surrounding the stadium, like the arena, um, the benches are still the same. Not like the NBA, so the NHL players are still sitting all on a They're bench, still shoulder to shoulder, shoulder to shoulder, and yeah. the coaches aren't wearing masks. The videographers, they're like, like there's spots in the arena, kind of around the glass. They're wearing masks, even though I think those are the people that need to wear the masks the least, which yeah. is, I don't know, but better to be safe than sorry, obviously. Mm-hmm. But nothing's changed with their bench. You know, everything's still the same when it comes to that. Yeah. They're doing a different format, though, right? Aren't they jumping straight into the playoffs or like a play-in? I know they expanded yeah. the amount of teams going to the playoffs, but aren't yeah. they doing a, like some so playing games right now? Yeah. I think we actually talked about it on the show about a month and a half ago, but obviously mm-hmm. it's been too long. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, I think eight teams that were outside of the top four seeds in each conference are playing a five game series right now, and then mm-hmm. the top four seeds in each conference are playing like round robins to kind of get seeding set up. Yeah, I mean that'd be interesting. At least they're they're getting into the, uh, you know, I mean the games are important right away. You know, that's what's good too. Yeah, um, the Rangers are already eliminated. The New York Rangers, they spent a good three weeks in a bubble and now they're, <laughs> so, they're gone. so they're out. They're out and they're gone. Done. Yeah. Yeah. I so know the the Blackhawks are playing the Oilers. They play the Oilers, Oilers tonight. They play game yeah. three. Mm-hmm. So is it a best of best of five series? They or? play best of five, yeah. So oh. tied one one right now. So it's been it's been fun to watch. I've seen some fights. I've seen uh, I saw a screenshot <laughs> yesterday. Somebody somebody was cut open, there was blood on the ice. So <laughs> Nothing's changed when it comes to play. It's just there's yeah. no chance, which is. I don't. I don't usually watch hockey, but I watch playoff hockey because I playoff hockey is electric. But oh, I mean, the yeah. sad thing. Especially, the sad thing was yesterday I saw a video. I think someone got a hat trick, and it was just sad because usually that's just like such a big deal, and it was just like one person coming down the steps and threw like one singular hat on a. Yeah, <laughs> they had a designated hat trick girl just walking down the steps and just threw like three hats on the ice. Yeah, I mean, you got to keep some of the traditions alive, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's a staple. You had to do it. Or, uh, like, in Vancouver, when somebody has uh, a hat trick, they like to throw, like, squid onto the ice. I think that was Vancouver. I could be wrong. <laughs> so, like, if Vancouver was technically hosting a quote-unquote home game, um, what if somebody was just designated to just toss squid out onto the ice? That would be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think – out of all the sports, you know, coming back, I think the NHL is going to suffer the most from not having the fans because I feel like that's a big part of the atmosphere since they're like literally right up against the glass, mm-hmm. you know, and you can, you can always hear, you know, fans pounding on the glass. And, you know, I just feel like hockey, the fans are more involved, you know, yeah. than some of the other sports, which I think it kind of takes away from that. But the NBA is also the same when it comes to that because you got fans courtside. You could have – 
yeah. you're not going to have like celebrities sitting courtside in a big NBA Finals game. Like when Rihanna mm-hmm. became a bandwagon Heat fan, and <laughs> and a Warriors fan, Warriors fans, uh, E40, yeah, always sitting, always sitting courtside. G Easy, G Easy, yeah. courtside too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're just not going to get that. So that's what's tough. But again, I'm taking anything that we can get, which it's yeah. live sports. So. That's just a downside, but I'm not going to because you still <laughs> I mean, have the action. I mean, the bubble – so moving on to the NBA, the bubble has been really – like the quality of play has been really good so far. I mean, the scoring – I watched the the Mavs-Rockets game the other night, and it, it was like 90 to like 85 at halftime. Like they, they're they scoring points left and right. Yeah, there now. wasn't a quarter where anybody was in the 20s for each like – for yeah, it was nuts. Yeah, I mean – it's, I mean, guys aren't really coming out of that rust. I mean, obviously, a guy will. Ha- it's weird because some guys are having like one bad game and then next game they'll drop like forty, which is weird. So there's not like much consistency. But I mean, some of the quality of play is really entertaining to watch. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Actually, I want to bring up one thing before we kind of really get into the NBA. Um, yep. So big news today with uh, it's actually college football. Um, yeah. So college football is really kind of up and. Up in the air, I think it's going to play. Uh, UConn announced they weren't going to play this year, but like, who cares? UConn's UConn football. Terrible. <laughs> I didn't even know UConn had a football team. To be honest, <laughs> UConn UConn made an Orange Bowl back in the day when uh, Andrew Luck was still in college. I thought didn't their football program get suspended and then re like they brought it back or something? Like, not uh, there was rumors that they were going to cut it, but then they did. Yeah, they're just not going to play this year. But um, the Big Ten just released their schedule for um the upcoming season. So they're doing conference only. Oh, that was a bad voice crack. Ooh. <laughs> happens, to, really happens to the best of us, you know. Yeah. Hey, no, we're good. But, um, yeah, they just announced their schedule. And um, conference only, two bye game, two bye weeks, and ten conference games. But um, there's one thing that really stood out to me that I didn't like. Um, Michigan and Ohio State will be playing each other on October 24th this year which is like four to five weeks before the last game of the year. I'm not a fan of that at all. Yeah, they usually play in that like that last week. I mean, because it's usually for the Big Ten title, but. Yeah, I don't understand that. I I don't know. I, they just mixed a bunch of things up. Now it's just, I don't know. I wasn't think, a fan of it, though. I mean, at least, you know, they're planning on having football. But, I mean, I'm, I'm going to assume there's going to be no fans. Um. I'm interested to see how college sports work because it's not like professionals where you can, you know, control what these guys are. And like, this is the only thing these guys are doing, you know, yeah. they're, they're still in college. They still have to deal with, you know, the social aspect about other people on campus still have classes and stuff. I, I don't know if they can, you know, control the spread of COVID that much, you know? Yeah. I know D three just announced that they're canceling all fall sports. But really, the biggest question with the NCAA is it's not about the coronavirus or, like, honestly, like, they're going to keep track of player safety, but it's all about money at this point because of how much money the Power Five conference schools make and, like, the revenue it brings to the NCAA. They need that. And those schools, those schools, too. I mean, like, that's schools like Bama and Clemson. Like, that's the big moneymaker, really. Yeah, that's their biggest revenue, like, source of revenue is football games. So it's yeah. it's wild. We're gonna have to see how it goes. Um, once it comes closer to college football season, we'll go into detail about you know what 
what we think will happen and such. But mm-hmm. I just wanted to bring that up because it's kind of kind of interesting how much we've talked. Yeah. Like, it's just leading into we're getting really close to football season. Like around this time is when mm-hmm. the uh, NFL's Hall of Fame game would be, and they're not going to have oh, a yeah. game this year. So I'm fine with that. You know, I, I never watched any preseason football games. That yeah, I would watch. I'd watch a quarter. Yeah, I watched like one possession, but yeah. But back to the NBA. Um, yeah, I've watched a good amount of it. Uh, I love the way the bubble works. It makes the viewer mm. feel like there's actually people in the crowd. But yeah, I see it's not. But it's good. I I've enjoyed it. I watched the entire uh, Rockets Portland game last night. Oh that yeah, was a really that was a great good, game. Really great game, good. Yeah. Um, and most most of these games have been really good games, like really close. Even you know when one team will uh, you know start to pull away a little bit, there. I mean, it's a game of runs, and I, I feel like most of the games that I've been watching, they've been really close and really competitive games. You know. Yeah, it's good that the um, NBA players are still keeping the intensity, and they're taking it all like they're making it feel like it's playoff basketball. Yeah, and so, uh, positive one. So. I mean, I've just been trying to watch any game that I can, but for some reason I always end up watching the Rockets games just because they're such an interesting team to watch. Like they have – like they literally don't have anyone over 6'8". Yeah, well, but they got Tyson Chandler. Winning. They're not going to play Tyson Chandler. He's they're not playing them. And I, I was thinking, you know, small ball, I guess like the Warriors had some type of addition of it, but they just did mega small ball, and I didn't think it would be, work, be working. But, I mean, they've been winning games and like – They've been stopping teams with really good bigs. Like they beat the Bucks the other night, and they had Harden locking up Giannis at the end of the game. Yeah, you know, it's kind of it's kind of scary, you know. If they can figure it out with that small ball lineup, it. Yeah, even it like PJ work. Tucker. PJ Tucker was putting good box outs on Yusuf Nurkic last night, and like Zach Collins, yeah. which is pretty impressive from what I could see. Yeah, they they have a small team, but they also have a lot of big bodies, like. PJ Tucker and Harden are they're pretty thick guys, you know. They're yeah, they are. they're pretty strong, you know. I mean Russell is a, a tank, you know. So Yeah, exactly. They can make it work, so Yeah, well we'll see how Harden does when he doesn't have a he doesn't have a strip club to go to. <laughs> hey, hey, Lou Williams made it work, so Yeah, Lou Williams he, he <laughs> took the sacrifice. He wanted the he wanted the wings from uh what was it, Magic City? Yeah. I, mean, I saw I, a picture those wings looked really yeah, good. I mean, they're named after. To be honest, they're named after. That's just so funny. Pretty funny. I mean, <laughs> would, you, would you take a ten game? Would you take a ten day quarantine to get your favorite wings? I mean, it, it, if I had those wings, probably those wings. If they were named after me, I probably would. You know, I mean, he, he probably did it. <laughs> he probably just didn't want to play the you know playing games. You know, he's he's ready for playoff time. Yeah, you know, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but that was pretty funny. Yeah, and you know my my favorite thing so far about the bubble too is we're not not only the fact that like basketball is back, but I feel like there's a big consensus about like bringing back all these old legends, not necessarily legends, but just like fan favorites in the NBA. Um, like I was watching Jamal Crawford play the other night, and like Deion Waiters and J.R. Smith, you know, and Carmelo. Like it just feels good to watch all these like guys that you thought would not be in the league anymore you know still out there yeah speaking of jr smith did you see that tweet of uh he looked like high as shit on the court and oh yeah i was bruce <laughs> shooting a free throws like yo who brought this guy out here like, who is this <laughs> i saw one tweet when they uh came out and said they were going to put the social justice 
names on the back of their jerseys. It was the picture of JR in the finals, like really confused. And it was like, yo, how come uh, say her name has 42? Like, who's that? <laughs> or um, JR on Dion Waiters is the ultimate combo, too. They're definitely off the gummies. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Speaking of uh, the names on the back, uh, Paul Millsap. He just put he put vote on the back and his number his number is four, and um, oh it looks like vote for Millsap. it looks like vote for Millsap. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I, I don't know. Like, do you think he was trying to do that intentionally? Yeah, I think he's running for president. Honestly, yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> he's gonna get some right in ballot. I bet you there's gonna yeah. be a jazz. Is, he's not on the jazz. No, he's not on the jazz, right? Nuggets, Nuggets, Nuggets. Okay, well, close yeah. enough. They're like really close. Mm-hmm. Um, there's gonna be a Denver Nuggets fan out there that writes in Paul Millsap. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to absolutely do that. They're like, oh, I saw a vote for Millsap, and I like the Nuggets. What, you want me to yeah. vote for somebody else? <laughs> uh, that's one thing about that, though, that, that the NBA has been really good. And, and one thing that separates them from other leagues, there was some drama in the NHL about, uh, you know, their approach to, you know, social reform and, you know, things that have been going on. But the NBA has been – I think they've done a really good job you know, mm-hmm. addressing those social issues, having the, the names on the back. They got Black Lives Matter on the court, and, you know, they are constantly showing. Uh, they put a bunch of promotional videos and ads that they show, like yeah. commercials. That I and, think they've uh, done a really good job addressing that. Yeah, and uh, the NHL, they did something where it's like, we skate for Black Lives. I think I see it in the corner. It's not, like, all over the ice, mm-hmm. but um, they, they're still doing it. They mentioned something right before the first game. And then um, – I think I saw this on Twitter too. Like uh, one of Donald Trump's kids, I'm not going to try to get too political here, but Eric mm-hmm. Trump uh, quoted the NHL. He's like, Hey, thank you guys. And it was like all of the NHL players standing for the anthem. He's like, yeah, at NHL American flag. And one of the hockey, one, some hockey player quote. And he's like, dude, like that's not what we're like. We're not trying to do this just cause it's the flag. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. everybody has their own different opinion on it. Yeah. But uh, they, <laughs> Eric Trump try, basically tried to make it look like the NHL was being more patriotic than the NBA or something and just tried yeah, to spin I mean, it towards his political agenda, which was not surprising. Yeah. And, and that's the thing because now it's just, it's since Kaepernick's done it, the, the national anthem has become a big deal. But I mean, you look in the NBA not, and they're trying to do, it seems like most of the players are, are kneeling and they're, you know, locking arms together in unison, but mm-hmm. there are players that are still standing. And I think the cool thing is I like, I've been reading to – I think Jonathan Isaac stood for the anthem and Myers Leonard stood for the anthem. Yeah. And uh, just reading what they said on why they did that, um, you know, I thought was a really cool thing. Yeah, um, and for people that try – okay, here's my opinion. If people try to shame them for standing, like, don't do that. It's just, it's yeah. just like they don't – maybe they just see it differently. But, like, mm-hmm. I've seen videos of Myers Leonard. He was out in protest with a megaphone. Like, he's still out yeah. there doing his – like, he's still – doing something about it yeah if he and doesn't was, want to do something in the national anthem that's I mean, that's his opinion that's what he wants yeah. to do maybe he saw other actions that he thought were more impactful to him that that's so, exactly that's right. what jonathan isaac said too he said i mean um uh he said that you know he doesn't think just wearing a, a shirt and kneeling for the anthem is is it, it it's not how he wants to be able to stand for I, it's hard to explain, but he just, he wants to do more actions, I guess. Yeah. And for then, social reform. Uh, 
of course, the next game, Jonathan Isaac tears his ACL. I know. I mean, like. Tough. And then there were people making fun of it. Like, dude. I, I mean, that's the thing. We're just in, in place. We're just in such a politically charged time right now. But Everything I, is charged. And that's what I still cool. think, you know, the NBA. I think is doing a really good job though in, in handling, you know, everything that's been going on though. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with that. So, I like that they're trying to enter, like, you know, people are going to complain that politics and sports are intermixed. Like, you know, you, it's not what's going to happen anymore. So if people yeah. are going to complain, like, Oh, I'm not going to watch because somebody's kneeling for the anthem, you know, get over it. Yeah. This is how I it's going to be. And if you don't yeah. like it, and you're not going to watch it, then that's your opinion. Whatever. Yeah. That was as serious as we're ever going to get on this. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) Guess what? I'm still watching, and that's I will watch, yeah. Sports are sports. You know, we went too long without it. Exactly. It's just – it's too tough nowadays to not address some of the stuff that's going on now. So, yeah, the platforms that everyone has, you know, even our platform on the podcast, you know, sometimes, you know, we don't like to get too political, but it just comes up in conversation. It comes up, so. yeah. Like I was uh, – Twins home opener at 846, which obviously if you think about it, um, 846, the Twins stopped the game with two outs in I think the seventh inning for a moment of silence, which if you remember, that's how long minutes, the officer's knee was seconds, on George yeah. Floyd's neck. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if that's what they, if that's what they're like, their way of, you know, um, keeping the conversation relevant. And yeah. I'm all for it. That's fine with me. And yeah, obviously yeah. it was in Minneapolis too, which I think was a lot bigger deal to Minnesota and the twins and like their organization. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's just, that's the MLB's way of doing it. Everybody's doing it a different way, but they're still keeping the conversation there. Yeah. It's good to see, honestly. So, yeah, you know, people are just banding together. That's just what I want to see. Unity. Mm-hmm. That's what I'd put on the back of my jersey if that was allowed. Unity. If unless, <laughs> yeah, no. I, oh, I heard this conversation. Uh, what if Ron Artest was playing right now? We just go with world peace, world peace, <laughs> peace, metal. Uh, yeah, world peace. peace. I don't world know. Peace. <laughs> that would be wild. Hey, maybe he'll change his name again. But he was the he first one to do it. To a fluffy panda man or something like that. I thought I heard a, a rumor he changed his name again. Ron Artest changes it. What? What? To Fluffy Panda Man? I that was a rumor I heard a long <laughs> time ago, which I wasn't even like. I didn't even second guess. I was just like, okay, yeah, I guess he did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, yeah, that would have been wild. Well, um, we're gonna get back into basketball. Should we? Should we do the list now? Yeah, let's. We we. It's been a while since we've uh, gotten a take your pick segment. So yeah. Um. Yeah. So we're gonna it. do. How are we gonna How are we gonna describe what this list is? Are we just doing top ten players in the so, book, or like? So, this is we have a list because me and Coop love lists, and we'll probably post on our social media so you oh, guys can vote. But um, we're ranking the players that we've seen so far in the bubble based off the performances that they've had, um, and we're gonna rank them based on their performances and how they performed so far, uh. Not saying who we think are the best players in the bubble or who will continue to play like this, but based on what we see, like if you had to make a power rankings of the players as in who's hot, who do you want on your team right now? This is, that's how I had that mindset, you know, creating this list. So. All right. I like that. So yeah. who wants to start? Um, you can go ahead and start. You want right. to start, start at 10 and go end up with one. 
right, I'm going to go. Any honorable mentions though? Before yes, we I have one honorable mention. Go. I want to give a, uh, a big shout to Shake Milton of the 76ers. Oh yeah, that game winner <laughs> he had. That's yeah. an un, that's a surprising hero for the 76ers. Also, yeah. I've seen I think since the NBA's restarted, he's been shooting like 45 percent from three. So Dang. that's not also, bad. Great name too. I love yeah, that Shake name. Milton. Shake Milton's a dope ass name. I know it's a pretty cool name. Also, you can't be you can't be named Shake Milton and not be a dog. Yeah, you can't be like. So. He probably shows up to the he probably shows up to the court like at the park, and they're like, "What's your name?" You're like, "I'm Shake." Shake. Like, oh, this guy's probably got handles or something. Shake and bake. Like, oh, yeah. Shake and bake. That's a dope. That's a dope name. Yeah, but um, my first uh first player number ten. Uh, I got to give him a shout out, Carmelo Anthony. Oh yeah, Carmelo. Shout out yeah, I, I watched the game last night. He put a <laughs> dagger through the Rockets. It was one oh, uh, I think it was one oh six, one oh two, about a minute left, and I think CJ McCollum found Carmelo up at the uh, top of the key and just drains it, and Melo was just going nuts. Yeah, and I I used to really, I just thought Melo was done. I was one of those guys that was I, I was with hard you. on Melo. I was the same. But Melo, I think it took him a little bit because uh, he kept wanting to be a, you know, he still thought he was like a top two guy on every roster. Yeah. And I think he started to realize that his role was to be um, not a star, but, you know, he would still contribute in some way. Mm-hmm. And his nickname now in the bubble is Slim Melo, and I guess he loves <laughs> nicknames. And he, uh, does look, he does look a little slimmer. He's getting boards and he's just screaming, I got it, I got it. I got um, it, yeah. That's why they had the tape delay, you know, they have to cut it out. Yeah, but he's been balling, dude. He's like he playing has. a pretty good uh he's playing a pretty solid um like three to four guy on the Blazers right now. Mm-hmm. And I just think he gets he needs to get some credit for doing what he's been doing here. Mm-hmm. You know, Coop, I actually have Melo as well as number two yep. on my list. I mean he that's also wasn't like the first clutch shot that he's hit so far in the bubble. He's been hitting clutch shots, and they're going to him in crunch time too, which is says a lot when you have Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. So yeah, he he starts right tomorrow. now. Yeah, so he absolutely deserves it. Um, and uh, I want to give my quick honorable mention too, since we both had the same number ten. My honorable mention was Michael Porter Jr. Um, slash Bull Bull. Just I think those two, yeah. just the two youngins that the Nuggets have, are going to be dangerous in the years to come. And it's already scary because they got a young team. But you know, Porter I think dropped like thirty-seven that one night, thirty-five, yeah. thirty-seven, and Bull Bull yeah, has been looking. I mean, Bull Bull has didn't even get a warm-up game. Like his first game, he just came out and dominated. So mm-hmm. those are my honorable mentions. Yeah, and then ten, ten is mellow. Yeah, uh, number nine. I don't know if a lot of people are gonna agree with this one but i just think in general this guy deserves a lot more credit i'm gonna say shy gildas alexander the thunder um Mm -hmm. in his two games uh he's averaging about 22 points a game uh about 30 34 36 minutes and he's an all-around really good player very good he um he got drafted by the clippers now he's on the thunder and he'll put up you know a good 25 and five on an average night for him. And he's going to be really, really good in the next few years. And I think he's probably the future of the thunder if they want to keep him and uh, try and build around him. I think he's a really good all around player. 
Um, good scorer, good passer. Uh, doesn't turn the ball over very much. And I just think he just deserves some credit. So, yeah, it's going to put that. He's also, he's also the drip king. I don't know if you follow League Fits on Twitter, but he's got some swag to him. He has, he has some pretty good outfits. But uh, I can't see myself rocking what he wears, but he's, he's okay. got some swag off the court and on the court. So I got you. Um, my number nine, so I could not decide who I wanted to put here. So I just put the Raptors because I felt like I have to mention the Raptors at some point. So I, because they've been surprising. And I put Lowry, Van Bleet, and Siakam. I mean, Lowry against the Lakers went off. And he's always been, you know, kind of that player that can have a good game now and then. But I love watching Lowry play. I mean, he just, like, sacrifices so much. He leads the league in charges, like, every year. Yep. Um, he's, like, he's just a great leader on that team. And he's, like, he's come out in the bubble. And he's, he's basically leading that, that Raptors team. And mm-hmm. I also had Van Vliet because he dropped a career high, 36 points. I mean, he's just a beast. And although they're undersized, they got Lowry and Van Vliet at that one and the two. They're scary, and they've played really well. And so, I mean, Siakam has been playing well all season. But yeah. watching that Raptors, watching the Raptors play is just—it's so fun to watch. So I just had to give them a shout out. So I just put the Raptors at nine. Yeah, because all those players have been playing really well. It's funny leads into mine. I have I have Van Vliet at eight. I've mainly yeah. because of it. he played forty-two minutes against the Heat. I think they. Uh, no, they he played every single minute. I, no, forty two of the forty eight. Bad math. Forty eight. Yeah. But um, still thirty six right. points for him to. He was uh, second round draft pick out of Wichita State. Wichita. No, he was um, undrafted. I'm pretty sure. Undra- yeah, he was undrafted. Yeah. Now he's very, very relevant starter on one of the best teams in the NBA from Rockford, Illinois. Rockford, Illinois. Coop is very familiar with Rockford, Rockford, Illinois. Illinois yeah. <laughs> he shouted out Rockford after they won the title last year. Yeah. It's pretty funny. And also, I mean, he was a baller at Wichita State. Yeah. He's just still doing his thing. So I got to give him credit. And yeah, yeah you're shouting out the Raptors. I, I had that right in mind, too. Mm-hmm. I couldn't I couldn't decide who I wanted to because I had to give Lowry and Siakam some credit, too. But yeah, I believe had that that beast game. Yeah, my number I, eight. I kind of went with some more underground guys. I didn't yeah. go with a lot of obvious ones. Same. Actually, I do have a lot of household names, but no, my number, sense. my number eight, I have Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. Um, he's played well all season, but like he's coming to the bubble and he doesn't seem like he's slowed down. And the Suns, you know, coming in didn't seem like they were going to be in contention for that last season, but they they're I think they're undefeated so far in the bubble. Mm-hmm. And Devin Booker yep. has been leading that team. Last night, he had a sick game winner over Paul George and Kawhi. I don't know how he put that shot off. I don't know. And he got hit, too. He got, I mean, a, he got fouled on that shot. Yeah. And I'm usually – I'm not a huge – I'm not against Devin Booker, but I just think he's a little overhyped. Like, people talk about him. He's a great scorer, but everyone's like, you know, I'm a big guy when – uh, you know, winning holds a lot of weight for me. And, mm-hmm. you know, for as good as Devin Booker is, I'm like, I mean, you're not showing me anything. Your team's not good. And he doesn't have bad pieces around him. You know, he's got Aiden and Oubre. It's not yeah. the best, but people have done more with less. But so far, I've been very impressed with his performances in the bubble so far. So I had to give him a shout out. All right, so that's your eighth? That's my eight, yep. Um, my my seven, um, I'm, this could be a little low, but I'm putting Jason Tatum on here. Uh, Jason Tatum, he's been good all year, and he's still doing his thing. He put up 34 against Portland, 23-7 and 7 
against Miami the other night. The Celtics haven't looked that great so far in the bubble, I think. Yeah. Let me, I'm going to double check. But I Except for that, that first game, Tatum did not play well. He had like yeah, five that's points. the only issue. Yeah. He didn't look great, but I still think, I mean, you watch him play, he's such a good one-on-one player with his height, and mm-hmm. he's such a good shooter. It, it makes you kind of confused looking at uh, Markel Fultz and Lonzo Ball, and they're like, wow, those two went ahead of Jason Tatum. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. I yeah. mean, he's still a really good player, though. I, I think he's going to win MVP very soon. Um, just kind of depends on – you know, who who do the Celtics keep? Because okay. they've already paid Jalen yeah. Brown. That's why I disagree with that take just because I think they've got so many pieces. I don't think he'd be able to, like, just take over the team, you know? I feel like yeah. they're just built on on sharing the ball and, and playing team-wise. Yeah, but you know the thing with the coach like uh, Brad Stevens, who uh, he's a very organized coach. Yeah. So I see yeah. your point. I just think Jason Tatum's like going to be very, very good. Yeah, he has. He's had very good games after that first game. But, you know, the, the funny thing was I saw this graphic. That first game, so Tatum came into the bubble, and there was also this quote that, like, he hadn't picked up a basketball in a while, yeah, which is just crazy to me. But he came in and he had, like, some mini afro. And if you know Jason Tatum, you know he's always got that lined up forehead. And he came in with that mini fro. He tried a new haircut, had that terrible game, and then went and got his haircut. And they were showing the stats comparing – how he plays with the haircuts. I thought it was really funny. But That's something with- I forgot to point out. Yeah, yeah. He, he went and did uh, a little a little 2K in Hyde Park. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> the neighborhood. He went to the neighborhood and just got a yeah. haircut. No, he plays better with that lineup, mm-hmm. honestly. But uh, So that was your seven, right? So yeah. my number seven, I have Paul George. Big name, but, like, he's still, he's still there. He's still really good. Exactly. Um, against the Lakers, he played really well. I think he's... I mean, it seems like Kawhi is obviously being Kawhi and just kind of like coasting, you know, just affecting the game when he needs to. But, I mean, Paul George obviously puts up big numbers every night. And if you watch him play, like, he's just so smooth and so fun to watch. Like, him and Damian Lillard, um, like, they're just – the way they play is so smooth and it just – it seems too easy for them. Like, they're not even trying. Exactly. I'm interested to see how he plays in the playoffs because he doesn't – he usually, you know, doesn't really play well in the playoffs. So, we'll see. Yep. No, I, I like yeah. that. Um, obviously, you have bigger names than me. I'm just pointing out more of like the don't forget about this guy or like yeah. maybe somebody that's no that's not really getting paid attention to. So like y- you might see – like you're going to hear a couple big names soon for my list, but you're not going to yeah. hear like uh, Paul George, Kawhi, or like Lillard because Lillard's obviously, you know, yeah, he's so good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I took a different approach. I've watched a lot of games, so I'm just going off the performances I've seen. But I, I do have some, you know, lower-level names on there. Yeah. Shout um, out Mello. So, <laughs> so uh, this is now number six. This is number yep. six. Um, mm-hmm. This is a different one. I don't know if you have them. Another trailblazer on here. But shout-out to Yusuf Nurkic. Yeah. That guy has been playing really well since the bubble mm-hmm. started. Uh He's just coming back from injuries, still playing around 30 minutes a game. Last night, he had 18 and 19 boards. And, uh, you know, he's just a, been a monster on the boards. Uh, mm-hmm. He had 30 against Boston. 30, or, yeah, 30 against Boston. He's hovering right around 20 points a game, at least since he's gotten back. And it's huge to have a guy with height on the Blazers yeah. right now because really the only guys they had were Zach Collins 
was really their main big guy. I think Myers yeah. was getting some time. They have uh, Hassan Whiteside too. I'll Hassan Whiteside, that. yeah. Hassan Whiteside confuses me. Yeah, very confusing like, player. I don't he know. can like be good when he wants to, but then he's not always that good. Yeah, he just doesn't really feel like it sometimes. Yeah. Well, that's a good segment into my number six. So, like, like I said, I'm I had more of the big names, and keeping with the Trailblazers, I have Damian Lillard again. Mm-hmm. But I also put Damian Lillard slash CJ McCollum. Yeah, and I the Blazers have had a tough schedule so far. Like they've played, you know, some of the top teams in the West already. You know, they play they beat the Rockets. Um, you know, Nurkic has been playing well. Melo obviously has been hitting big shots, but you know, the two driving forces are still Lillard, Lillard and McCollum. Um, and if you watch them play, McCollum is so smooth. He's just like the mid range god. Oh, I love watching. I mean, he, that's one of my favorite players to play with on 2K. Yeah. CJ McCollum and, uh, yeah, I mean, Damian Lillard. And I, they're making a push for that last seed in the West. And, you know, just watching their games, I just I had to give them some, their recognition because they're just playing extremely well right now. Absolutely. So, I completely agree with that. And it's, so surprising, it's surprising to look at their record going into this. And if there's any team that has really gotten underperformed the most out of the bubble – and getting a huge four-month break, it's absolutely the Blazers. Yeah. Because that's a team, and like, if they sneak into the eighth spot. That's, that's a tough first-round matchup. That's for the Lakers at all. Yeah. That's, that, that would be a very tough first-round matchup. Mm-hmm. And it, it looks like it could happen because Jaron Jackson Jr. just – did he tear his ACL? Oh, uh, towards meniscus. meniscus. Yeah, so, I mean, that's a huge that's loss a huge, for the Grizzlies. Huge loss. And then um, John Morant didn't have such a great game against uh, the Pelicans the other night. Mm-hmm. So he, he, I watched a little bit of that. He's he was turning the ball over, dribbling into double teams, and just losing the ball. Yeah. So so that's, Blazers could sneak in there. They absolutely could. It's uh-huh. looking like we're going to get that play-in tournament though, which is a good thing for that. Oh, last yeah, it's, it's setting up perfectly. So yeah. Um, number five for me. Um, you mentioned him earlier, Devin Booker. He big school, a absolute lights out shooter, averaging about thirty points since the restart. Uh. He's just a pure scorer, and he's exactly what um, the Suns need right now. Uh, another shout-out to DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton put up 24-12 and 12 against the Wizards, which any big man should be able to do. But um, mm-hmm. he's, he's still like a very underrated, underappreciated guy, I think, in my opinion, because he's, you know, he's like a top pick on DraftKings every single night. He's like one of the highest-rated centers when it comes to stats. And um, yeah. I just think he's pretty solid. He did only play 21 minutes against Dallas. I don't know if he had an injury or something like that, but mm-hmm. I think he still get he still should get some credit. But Devin Booker is clearly the guy. Yeah, and people forget he was drafted before Trey Young and and Luka Doncic. So expectations are high, but yeah, um, the Suns but just yeah. aren't. They're just not as good. I know, but I feel like if they can figure it out, that's why I'm so confused with the Devin Booker thing because I feel like they have pieces. I just mm-hmm. feel like they're not. Just, they just can't figure out how to win that yet, though. Yeah, but the, exactly. So my number five, I mean, you mentioned it earlier, but I got Jason Tatum. I mean, after that first game, I was kind of like, eh, but he's really played well uh, after that. Um, I mean, not much to say. We already talked about Jason Tatum, but uh, he's clearly head and shoulders, I think, the best player on that Celtics team. Kemba's there, but I think Tatum's going to be the guy in the future. So Another guy that hasn't been too bad for the Celtics, uh, Gordon Hayward's been all right. Mm-hmm. He's been, you know, doing his thing, and then um, 
a guy I've never really heard about until now and is like all of a sudden getting massive minutes on the Celtics is Brad Wanamaker. And if Wan- you yeah. listen to his journey to the NBA, that is a wild one. He played I'm not in Israel. I will. He played in Israel for a few years. Like had some, played in a few weird leagues overseas, and his dream was to make it to the NBA. And he finally got a call from the Celtics, took a chance on him, and now he's getting really valuable minutes. Yeah, shout uh, out, shout out, Wanamaker. They, yeah, they should play uh, Romeo Langford a little more though. Yeah. Uh, Romeo. <laughs> I watch him play. All he does is like play defense and then just sprint to the corner on offense. But well, he's an athlete. Might as well use yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, number four. Uh, number four for me. Um, Biggest name in basketball, LeBron James. Uh, LeBron just mm. – it's not like he's putting up, like, huge numbers, but he's still – he's playing the point guard role really well. He's averaging right, yeah. around, right around seven assists a game. Uh, almost had a triple-double against the Clippers in the game one. Put up that game – or game-winning shot. It was kind of a rebound to himself. But uh, yeah. he's still showing up in big moments, um, especially when you play against the Clippers in their first game back in four months. And you come up clutch like that, I think that says a lot. Um, yeah, he, but he's not the only Laker on this list. Yeah. I will just say yeah. That. Well, that's – you know what? I That's the thing, though, because I, I don't have LeBron on my list at all because, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously I think LeBron's the best player in the league, but I just, off the bubble he's kind of underwhelmed me. Yeah, like he's only averaging like 18, 19 points, but that's the thing, too. I think like Kawhi, I think he's – you know, they already clinched the one seed. I think he's just trying to coast into the playoffs right now. Like, I don't think – I think he's just trying to get his body back into the NBA. So, like, I wasn't expecting too much out of him because he's LeBron. And, you know, he, like – he's big into, you know, taking care of his body. That's why he's not the GOAT because, you know, he doesn't prove it every night. But, you know, that's a topic for another yeah. day. No, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I put LeBron on there just because, like – I mean, he has played well. You know, I, I think I, I – I'm not going to – I'm not going to lie. I, I pandered a little bit. Yeah. I feel like – I, just I don't have compelled to. Yeah, I don't know, but I mean, he's still gonna. He's still been fine. He hasn't done a lot, but you know, everybody's gonna talk about LeBron. Yeah. And usually, when the Lakers play, people are there to watch him. And he'll, I mean, he'll get his time to shine. So yeah, eh, that was also. I'm not gonna get. I don't know. We'll see how. That goes. <laughs> I'll see how also, feedback is. You see, when the Lakers clinched the one seed, Barstool had a tweet and was like. Congratulations to LeBron James and LeBron James only for clinching the one seed. He was like, "People said I wouldn't do it, but you'll you'll have, you'll find out soon why he it's not he's not the one. Why he's not there exactly. You'll find out. So my um, my number four, I have Luka Doncic, uh, another big name, but I mean mm-hmm. he has been playing really well. The only thing is when I watch their games, I, he is like the only one performing for the Mavs. I've been, I mean. Porzingis had a one really good game, but I don't know. I feel like he needs more help, especially from Porzingis, but, you know, also the role players on his team. Well, today, but speaking Luke, of Porzingis, today I would almost consider a national holiday because it is his 25th birthday. Oh, shout out Porzingis. Shout yeah, out Coop, Coop Porzingis God himself. But, yeah, I think – I mean, I think Porzingis is going to have to step it up in the playoffs, but, I mean, Luca obviously is still being Luca, mm-hmm. you know. And he's so fun to watch. So he's really he's good. Putting up really some really good. good games. So yeah. Yep. Um, number three, uh, I had to put him here. There, there were the reason why I'm putting him here is because I have two ginormous standouts. Number three, I think is the best player in the league, Giannis. Uh, mm-hmm. His he's put up 36 in the first two games and only 32 and 33 minutes. And he only played the first half against Brooklyn, but he still put up 16, six and four. 
Um, yeah. They, they just sat out Chris Middleton and Giannis the second half against the Nets, which we got to mention this. Um, another bad voice crack. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Nets won against the Bucks yesterday as uh, plus 1,600 underdogs. That's the biggest underdog since yeah. the Lakers beat the Warriors in their 73-9 and nine year, and they were plus like 2,250, which is <laughs> an absurd number. Basically, yeah. you bet $10, you win. If you bet $10 on a Nets yesterday, you would have won $160, which is ridiculous for a regular season, technically, uh, NBA game. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, I may have Giannis just because, you know, I expect him to play like that. But obviously, he has not lost a step since not the season has started. But, I mean, the Bucks aren't playing that well defensively right now. Yeah. So, we'll see how they uh, – I'm sure they'll be fine once it comes to playoff time. Yeah. But um, I got two guys ahead of, uh, like, two big names at my one and two. But number three, I had to give a shout-out to my man TJ Warren, who has been going absolutely ballistic. Yep. And that's, I mean, that's, that's the whole point of this list. I mean, you know, we're just going off of, you know, performance we've seen, but I mean, he dropped 53 points on extremely efficient shooting nine to 12 for three. And the next night he had like close to 30 points heading into halftime. I think he ended up only with like 35 or something, but like he is playing out of his mind right now. And it's yeah. just funny to see because him and J- Jimmy Butler are primed for that four or five first round matchup. And, that's going to be – I mean, if T.J. Warren's hot heading into that that first round, it's going to be very entertaining. Yep, that's my number two is T.J. Warren. I mean, yeah. he's played – I just keep pulling up these guys' game logs. In his three games, he has 53 points, 34 points, 32 points. Ridiculous. one turnover in those three games. <laughs> one turnover. If that's you want to talk amazing. about efficiency, T.J. Warren's your guy because the guy is just out there and he's just strictly scoring. <laughs> Yeah, he's definitely the story of, of the bubble so far. To, I mean, yeah, it's like uh, you get what? Because it just came Mello, out of nowhere. Slim Mellow, uh, untucked jersey Kyrie, bubble TJ Warren. Bubble TJ <laughs> Warren, exactly. Yeah. It's hilarious. I, it came out of nowhere, but I mean, good for Pacers fans, but I mean, you're still. Yeah, I mean, you Oladipo was kind of a question mark about whether he was going to play in the bubble this year, but mm-hmm. he did come back. Um, so you had two All-Stars in Oladipo and Demonte Sabonis. You're getting a guy that's playing like an absolute superstar, if not like yeah. top five player in the league, <laughs> if you want to go based off of recency bias. TJ yeah. Warren is absolutely absurd right now. It's just weird to say that like TJ Warren is one of the best <laughs> players in the league right now. It's hilarious. So, but you had a, you had him at number two. I had him at number two, and then um uh you have a number th- you have your number two still left? I have him yeah, I have him at number three. So okay. I think these two guys I've still got got to go number two. I'm going James Harden. I mean, he has been put. I mean, the Rockets have played extremely well in the bubble, and he's obviously the leading force. And uh, like I got his stats from this game against the Mavs, he had 49, nine, eight. Um, but the one thing that's real, I mean, he has been stepping it up a lot defensively. Mm-hmm. Like against the Bucks, he was tasked of uh, you know guarding um, Giannis, and like uh, his stats, he only he had 24, seven, and seven that that day or that game but he had six steals and he locked up he locked up Giannis in in the clutch moments and if you remember at the all-star game too when they went into that sudden death they kept doing whoever offense on Harden shout out Chris move but they were doing whoever offense on Harden and he was locking up I mean you can't just really 
post him up because he is a big body. He's so strong. But a lot of people like to make fun of Harden's defense. And I think he's really underrated as a defender. He gets a lot of steals. He's, you know, good at post defense. And they need that too because, you know, he has to play big. And I think it's it's good to see him, you know, take on that role defensively too as well as the load he carries on offense. Yeah. So I think because of that, he's still, you know, the best one of the best players in the league. So mm-hmm. uh, I, got I was going to put him two. on my list, but uh, I, after watching the Rockets play uh, Blazers game last night, he um, – I don't know, he just pisses me off so much because they <laughs> he's a, he he's shoots four lo- seconds into the shot clock when they're down two, just puts up a three, yeah. and just – he bricks it, which obviously if he's hot, he's going to make that. And, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just simple basketball logic right there. But um, I don't know. He just was really – I just didn't like his offensive tactics last night. Uh, maybe I'm just being uh, – maybe I just have a grudge against James Harden right now. He was one of my favorite yeah. players to play with on 2K. But, he, um, I don't know. Last night, I guess I just didn't want to put him on the list. But, yeah, yeah. he's been stepping up his defense big time, which is mm-hmm. – he must have been sick. I don't know how you go four months in quarantine and all of a sudden you're just good at defense. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. maybe the they lifetime should... gym was open. They said he lost weight. I don't really think he looks like he lost weight. He might have just looks like he lost muscle. his barber. That's what I was disgusting. just saying. His hair, his hairline is farther back. That's one thing I have Dude. noticed. But I don't he think looks he looks like skinnier. But oh. but he's still playing well. So yeah, he's got George Washington's haircut. <laughs> That's true, <laughs> actually. It's yeah, like a mini fro like with a high hairline. Yeah. No, he, no, it's like um. It's like you took Lou Will or not Lou Will. Um, it looks like you took Badrick Beverly's hair and just put it on him. <laughs> and with LeBron's hairline, though. Yeah, it's so bad. Yeah, it is goofy looking right now. I liked him with the braids, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Well, um, number one, I know we number both one. have the same player, so yeah. we might as well just talk about it together. Uh, mm-hmm. How good is Anthony Davis? Ah. Uh, I was watching the game against the Jazz, and I'm like, I was debating. I was like, this guy might be the best player in the league. He's so I mean, good. He had 42 and 16 rebounds against the defensive player of the year, Rudy Gobert. Yeah, that and is. And, like, he made it look so easy. And he does things that, like, big men should not be able to do. Like, he can just rebound and take the ball coast to coast. Like, it's different when you see LeBron and, like, Kevin Durant do that because they're more – even though they're bigger, they're still, like, a 3-4. Like, Anthony Davis is, is like, a center doing that stuff. Like, it, it shouldn't be – I, I after watching him recently, I have come to the conclusion I think that he is hands down the best player that LeBron has played with in his career. Yeah. At the time that he's played with him. Because mm-hmm. he got the tail end of D Wade. Kyrie was good, but I don't think he's A D level. Like he, he may be the best player in the league. Yeah, Anthony Davis is so good. Um I think I saw a stat line that he was leading the team at one point against the Jazz. He was leading the team on points, rebounds, assists, blocks, steals everything he was just doing he was just leading every single stat um it's ridiculous he can do it all and to have a guy like that especially with his range he's a good shooter too exactly I, just yeah. he, there's really not one bad part of his game right now yeah the only the um, only downside to anthony davis is that he is like the king of the mini injuries like jam his finger like twist his ankle like nothing serious but it'll be out for like a couple games so hopefully he can just stay healthy yeah that reminds me of one of my favorite ba- or one of my ba- uh a baseball player on the twins but i won't get into it but <laughs> yeah he uh yeah i don't know i think he did that on his older uh back in new orleans probably because he just wanted to get out of there 
He still has it a little bit, but um, yeah, he he he, he always gets those many those many bumps and bruises. I don't know. I guess he's just kind of like not used to his body because he used to be a point guard and then he just shot up to be almost seven foot. So yeah, it's like, like how he, CJ McCollum used to be a midget and now he's a shooting guard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you so. want to look up a picture of CJ McCollum looking like a little kid in the back of a grown man, <laughs> find that picture of him. I think it was at Lehigh or either in there. It, it was in high school. Yeah, it's so funny. He looks like a he looks like a twelve year. It looks like he's now uh, <laughs> like Mike. Yeah. That's true. But, yeah, Anthony Davis, I think if, if people have been watching the bubble, you can't say that Anthony Davis has not been the best player so far in the bubble. He's so good. Which is scary heading into the playoffs because, you know, you know, he's also got this other guy named LeBron James on his team. So so that's that's why it's scary. You're, that's the wrong guy. You're talking about Alex Caruso. Caruso, that's what I meant. And then that was the guy I almost put on my list. I watched the game against Clippers. That guy, he can he is actually really good. He's playing big minutes too. Yeah, like, he's playing big minutes, and also so, he's a good defender too. He he can get in the passing lane. He's a good on the fast break. He's athletic. Yeah, uh, he's yeah. he's fun to watch too. He's electric. <laughs> People like to just make him a meme because he's he's uh, he's really ugly. Yeah, yeah <laughs> he's he <is>. really ugly, <laughs> and I think he's he just kind of embraces too. it. But he's really good, actually. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah, Crusoe could absolutely start on that team if he. If you had the, I mean, yeah, and they need they need another wing since you know Avery Bradley is not there and Danny Green hasn't really been playing well, but yeah, I don't know. But, we'll see come playoff time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we got anything else? No, that's that's all I got for today. All right, sweet. Um, that's our show. Excited to watch sports later tonight. Um, give us our your opinion on the lists that we just made here. Um, show show Coop some love too. I've been running him on the past list, but <laughs> just because I have that's all I gotta opinion. say. It's okay, it's fine. He's just pandering. Yeah. He's pandering to what everybody else thinks. I'm just I'm choosing what I think, and I just choose. I, I I'm think the man. I, I just think it. the right thoughts, you know. <laughs> but if I get if I get shamed on this list, I apologize. It's I just kind of jambled it together. I, I feel like this will be. This one will be tougher because it's it's more opinion based. You know, we had a lot of uh, random names on there. Just like saying TJ Warren is like number two is just kind of funny to me. But it is funny. Yeah, <laughs> I like how we both had Mello at ten too. Yeah, there's Shout always out time to talk about Mello. I mean, Bleacher Report is probably having a field day with it. I think in our first ever episode, uh, we were talking the Last Dance, and somehow we talked about Mello for like fifteen minutes. Yeah, I yeah. always. I can talk about Mello. But yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our show. Um, tune in. We'll see if there's an episode next week. I keep saying next week, but you never know. Yeah. Uh, we might have a good interview coming up. I just want to tease that a little bit. Yeah, surprise interview. Surprise. Yeah. All right. Well, have a good one, guys. Peace out. You always talking about it. You never making no profit. I treat my hoes like an option. If she talking and get out of pocket. I'm living life like a rock star, pulling up stretch limousines. So look at me, that cost a fee. The double C's all on my feet. You always talking about it, yeah. You always talking about it. You say that you rapping the body, yeah. But I see that you got a body. Living life like a rock star, pulling up stretch limousines. So look at me, that cost a fee. Them double C's all on my feet. I change the color.
skeleton lips you blow Your rest against mine, that shit better for If you tryna get so physical That 4 will make you invisible I'm living my life like a criminal I caught it shit first from the A With quiet, there's no one to blame Yeah, my lawyer said we beat the case I'm living my life celebration I'm thinking the Lord, I got patience I'm loving the way that she take it I put it, I put it, I flip it She bringing it back just to prove it I'm giving her work just to move it, yeah I'm choosing, yeah I'm getting these racks getting stupid, yeah You always talking about it You never making no profit I treat my hoes like an option, yeah She talking and get out of pocket, yeah. I'm living life like a rock star Pulling up stretch limousines So look at me, that cost a fee The double C's all on my feet You always talking about it, yeah You always talking about it You say that you rapping about it, yeah But I see that you got a body, Living life like a rock star Pulling up stretch limousine So look at me, that cost a fee Them double C's 